Hey guys, I just had an amazing conversation from Rohan from Packapow. We discussed about how he started Packapow, you know, things about food truck business, how do you deal with competition, you know, 40 square foot store, a business during COVID, selling of Ran Biryani, finding the right business partner, right? And also, what are the different aspects of being invested in or not being invested in about reality shows, uh, drunken investor meets, and many, many more things. Do not miss this episode. It's action-packed with lessons that he's learned over time and how he's created an iconic brand. Go in and watch the episode now. So Rohan, you've been uh, very, very popular. You got very popular because of your very, very innovative company. And the way I, I heard about you was through a brand called Packapow, right? Uh, how did the idea of Packapow even come on? Uh, so basically, uh, I always, I mean, I used to run uh, Bombay's best nightclubs when I was in college. And uh, I always wanted to do something in the bar and food space. And this was college. So we used to like literally be promoters, selling passes, uh, going from houses. If I picked up a pass for 1000 we used to sell it at 1100 We used to pick it up at 1200 And I'm talking about days when there used to be Fahrenheit and Lush. And uh, so, yeah, so I've always been in the music, uh, food, alcohol scene from college. And uh, then I got into my dad's business, which is basically uh, we print liquor labels. Nice. Okay? And uh, does it come then, with a lot of samples? Uh, not really. Like, how does the label look on this kind of bottle? Uh, so yeah, there was. I mean, I I was very new to the business. It's a thirty-year-old business, and uh, I know that they used to go for Vijay Malia's parties back in the day. So <laughs> I saw all the stories from my uncle and my dad and all mm. my other cousins who were in the family business. So that was, that was I worked with them for four years. And honestly, was I wouldn't say I wasn't enjoying it. It was not my space, right? So from there, uh, four friends started this company called Prop Shop 24. It's an e-commerce website. Uh, again, in 2014, I was like, this is not my space. And then finally, I was like, okay, fine. I want to do something on my own. And uh, we did basically a pop-up at Woodhouse Gym Khana. And the whole idea of Packer Power basically came as uh, I traveled the world and I always went to like street markets, food markets, and saw what people were doing. And there, there was to be like a lot of donut kebabs, shawarmas, and, and Bombay was anyways doing all of that. So then I said, why not take a local Ladi Pau and figure out what can go inside. And then me and my mom were sitting and... She does really nice kebabs and this special dip that she used to make for all my school, for my school trips and my friends. That dip went into the pow. Then I like something crunchy. Then the fried onions went and then the fryers came on the side and we did our first pop-up at Woodhouse Gymkhana. And we sold about 300, 350, 400 pows. And I remember this was at around 4 in the evening and the festival was going to go until 10 and we had no food. We were literally sitting at the stall telling people, sorry, 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 there's no food. <laughs> and I remember my mom calling me up and she said, just go get some ladi pass from outside. I'll send you more food and figure it out. We did that. We did a second round. That got over. And then the next day, uh, I woke up with a call from Sunday midday. And they said that they want to do an article on Sunday midday. And I said, listen, I'm not, I don't have a kitchen. I'm not from the restaurant space. Uh, I do everything from home. And they were like, okay, fine. We'll come home and do it. So I've had two journalists sitting on my dining table, my house help and me uh, assembling the pows. And that time there was no branding such that we had no like 
uh, paper plates with packer power written it was normal mm. stuff like that and then this whole article came on uh, it was like a full page on sunday midday tweaks and then from there on i did about 100 150 pop ups uh, went to goa did the india bike week um did a lot of stuff in pune just it was more like my own food truck that i'm traveling with without a truck and uh, then getting the confidence that people really like the product because i never like back in the day in 2014 we never sent free food to tell people on instagram that hey yeah. this is a new brand right that's that's the new trend right now that we keep sending out uh, influencers mm. food and i mean it's the only way to tell people right now so back in the day that was not really there so i realized that i'm getting paid for people like i'm getting paid and people are liking the product so then that's how i decided that i'll open my first outlet in bandra in 2016 yeah. and is this a journey that uh, you started out with the thing that i want to redefine indian street food or was it just an accident like you know what i like this let me see other people like it or did you have some other no no we sat a lot thinking about the products so i remember going to a bakery in juu and i picked up all the different kind of breads and i'm literally on my bed there were like packets of <laughs> breads and uh, we did tastings of everything and that day there was no pav on that on that table okay. it was all different kind of breads and uh, then we realized that okay fine there is vada pav people are doing your local stuff and uh, we said this tastes the best in this ladi pav you know the butter the crispiness everything was just perfect it, like layering of every dish every uh, item was so good like the mutton shami the fried onions the hunkered so then yeah that's how we decided that we'll do it in a pav and then the brand name came as packup uh when you do something so unique i don't think there is any competition do you feel that there is any competitor in that specific space um in terms of competition we saw a couple of brands uh trying to do similar things a uh, similar actually a cut copy paste of what we are doing right it had that same fried onions i don't see anyone doing i didn't see anyone doing fried onions in a shawarma or a franki because it is an expensive you have to keep frying that fried onions and it's expensive uh we still fry it in house uh so there 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 were about a couple of brands who came in and literally came in like at flea markets they were besides us like even when flea markets curate events uh food stalls they should realize that it has to be at least give some space you can't have two cow <laughs> brands together but uh luckily i uh, did so many events that people knew about us and i used to stand personally there so it made a lot of difference me standing there for at least I remember 3 years that i went for every pop up uh, standing there selling the product myself so that really i mean that personal touch really made a difference in the whole way of people looking at the brand people appreciating the product every event we did we did one special pow we didn't we didn't want to do the same thing again and again so yeah there was there is there, there was competition that time right now i don't think so there's anyone doing uh, a classic pow uh, you know a pow product mm-hmm. that is for 180 rupees to 140 mm. i don't think so there's anyone who's doing it i know there's one brand in delhi who started it so what happens is many a times it is how consistent are you how uh, you know stuck are you with the idea because many people who do it as a copy correct they don't have the same conviction 
and if you don't have the same conviction you're not going to stick through all the ups and downs yeah. means whenever there is a down i'm very sure there downs in your business whenever there's a down you continued because you were you know convinced they were just looking at they like oh we lost money on this thing oh let's not do it again Correct. and they this they probably just vanished because they ran out of money or they didn't were not convicted enough right tell me about your first store i think that was very interesting would it be the world's smallest one uh yeah it could be the world's smallest uh, qsr qsr yeah the world's smallest qsr for sure uh, because it was in a cart right you can have a 40 square feet yeah. cart but yeah. uh, you can have a shop with a rental agreement uh, at a 40 square feet especially in a location like pali hill uh-huh. so uh, actually i had i had a shop down where i'm living right now mm. and it's about 700 square feet mm. and my dad was like listen just take this people are really liking the product i said there's no way i'm opening a sandwich shop at 700 square feet i don't even know the business of tables and all of mm. those mm. all of that stuff mm. so i was like i want to do something small so i remember passing this lane just uh, going up paliel and as kids we used to s- literally hang in that lane uh, for a lot of other reasons <laughs> so uh, i went up to the we call him the banya wala so i went up to him and i said that hey you know he had a deep freezer literally facing the road it was like over a counter where he used to sell all his cigarettes and uh, i went up to him and i was like listen i don't mind paying you an x amount of money is it okay if you can remove your deep freezer and i just put a counter and i sell my powers mm-hmm. over that counter so he said obviously he said no uh, and 3 days later i get a call from my printer who used to print my pack up out t-shirts uh, which i didn't know he was a broker also and he said listen there's a small shop next to that shop why don't you come see it uh so i said yeah fair enough i went he picked me up from my house on his bike on his active i've sat with him i've gone to the outlet uh opened the shutter and it was literally i walked in and i walked out it was just that um <laughs> uh, and a really close friend of mine uh, rusha parik uh he is a designer uh, now designed the w in goa the pool the pool side uh can i repeat that again yeah it's good yeah uh so he basically designed uh the club trist uh and then he went from designing the w in goa and he came to the i took him to the outlet and i was like do you think this is possible and he's like what do you want to do out of it i said i want to make it look like a food truck but it doesn't have wheels because that time there was a lot of bmc issues with food trucks and so on I said, "Don't worry." And literally went to the coffee shop. He opened his iPad and he just drew this thing, which had a house. It had a chimney, and it was yellow and blue pop colors. And I said, "Cool." And he actually did the whole shop for me. So that's like when we have conversations. Like he tells his clients, "Like I've done a forty square feet to like <laughs> I don't know how many forty square feet things like right now." <laughs> But uh, yeah, I got a lot of help from a lot of friends and family. uh that really supported me uh from designers to uh everybody basically everybody. was uh, out there for me yeah that was nice and uh now how many shops does back up have mm good question uh we have no outlets anymore okay okay uh we're strictly a dark kitchen format delivery uh mm-hmm. we do deliveries we focus a lot on caterings as a pack up as a brand back up out because mm-hmm. that's how we were also known because we used to do a lot of weddings after parties and uh, yeah so right now we don't have uh, in 2023 we have no outlets uh, was it because of covid uh, 
so i wouldn't blame covid for shutting the outlets to be honest uh in 2018 19 is where we had opened four outlets mm. so we opened bandra in 2016 uh 2017 we opened ju uh 2018 we opened varsova and uh, i was traveling and i got a call saying that there's a bulldozer coming in ju to break all the outlets because of some bmc problem mm. so they came and they broke it overnight uh yeah so that was the ju uh, experience that we had and when they broke that I, i think i wouldn't get i wouldn't say i got demotivated but i was just not very sure about if i'm doing this right or wrong mm. because i got lucky to get a small place with all legal permissions licenses and stuff like that and you don't get that in the city mm. right uh, back in the day we used to have all your franky guys and the roll walas and all of those guys doing a little carts and stuff and i wasn't sure if i wanted to position my brand that way mm. so when they broke the outlet i was thinking okay i think bandra's good in this way and then i think now it could be a way where we could go into a 300 square feet uh, a little seating a quick sandwich shop and stuff like that so then that's what happened in varsova mm. we opened right opposite the varsova social and uh, we didn't see a great response in terms of people coming in and eating but we did see demand over your swiggy zomato and then we realized that okay you're not really doing you're going to pay that kind of rent and you're also giving an x amount of percentage to them so we went back to the drawing board and understood that okay fine even 300 square feet doesn't really work but we didn't stop there um we uh, approached bastock exchange in ju uh, and uh, i i obviously knew him because i used to run his nightclub back in the day and he was really sweet and helpful where he said you know i'll break a wall from my ju outlet and his ju outlet was his biggest revenue that i have at least seen in any bastock i don't know the sales mm. really but at least the number of people walking in uh mm. for lunch and mm. dinner was unreal mm. and he allowed me to sell pakapa inside the restaurant wow. and he made a a container for me that faces the road selling pakapa okay yeah so we did that in 2019 for a year mm. uh and then in march of 2020 we went into lockdown okay so then automatically the bar stock shut down and i shut down once so on so once this shut down then you just never landed up yeah. Yeah. but we did open two more outlets in uh, 2021 okay uh, we opened four and we opened pawai mm. and um, we thought everything is going to be normal now and i opened in the first week of april 2021 mm. Mm. and 10 days down the line we went into the second wave that actually really i mean the whole team in office and in the kitchen was just like oh man how are we going to do this again you know that was like i think 2020 was really easy it was smooth um mm. you know operations everything was perfectly fine but at 2021 that hit again was just like then you like guys this is yeah, not yeah, our, then i was <laughs> like you know this is not working so now you all do central kitchen and uh, delivery dark stores and delivery correct okay. so it's 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 very simple we have one central kitchen in bandra nice that runs multiple brands as well okay. and so after pakapa you also started a couple other brands so in pakapa do you have any partners or is it just you no so uh we have i mean so till while we were doing uh, while mm. we went into covid <clears throat> i met a friend uh, and a chef anand morwani and uh, i know him for i think we were school friends or went to the same college mm. 
his wife is a really close friend of mine and uh, i remember calling him up in covid and asked him that he would he like to collaborate and do uh, something called the pack a pow big ticket item and uh, on his instagram page he used to keep posting about this ran biryani that he was cooking for his mm-hmm. family mm-hmm. so i called him up and i said listen i just want to sell one item mm-hmm. um and i think this will do well because there's a demand for food during people sitting at home and this, this whole of pre-ordering became quite a rage or during covid right so we were not like we're investing in the product but once we get a pre-order we know this is for the day and we cook that much right and he asked me how many do you think you can sell and we we said we'll do it only on the weekend so i said four five on a saturday about 10 on a sunday mm-hmm. and uh, we put it up on instagram and send it out to our whole database because all the database that we had of packapa was getting used during covid for multiple things mm-hmm. right and uh, we did the first weekend we did about 40 on saturday 60 on sunday wow um <laughs> i remember going myself and delivering few of them i remember the vifas dropping few of the brand biryanis on the road while they were riding their bikes so it was crazy but me and anand uh, really bonded during that time uh, he got some confidence in me i got some confidence in him and then we joined hands as partners so now we have one parent company called wo mama hospitality under that we have packapow we have rocketman uh, we have a catering company called the big zest and we're launching a biryani brand called bahari biryani Uh, in Feb 2024. Do you think the biryani market is crowded? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. This is the right time to ask you this because you're about to launch. No, property. what so, do you want to do? It's a great question because even we are in two minds whether more than uh, the biryani brand being the biryani category being crowded. I would say, do I really want to sell this biryani on Swiggy and Zomato? You know, uh, I still feel that. if i do lower numbers but still get that whole after cutting my food cost packaging cost my staff i'll make more money selling that that much uh i know i'm challenging myself and but there's no other way of doing it because if i'm going to always give, pivot right yeah if i'm going to give like a 35 40% now uh, after all the ads and your discovery your cpc mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. overall working with them mm-hmm. um so we're still figuring um we we have tried every biryani brand in bombay we've gone from every we've like for like two months we've eaten a lot of biryani in office <laughs> uh we we do a lot of this kind of research just to understand what people are doing because it's important for us of course um again the product wouldn't be copied because all our brands that we've opened we've tried to at least stand out and be a little different So when it came to pack up our pow sandwiches, under that we've done multiple things just to be relevant during COVID. Um, uh, then big, uh, then Rocketman Pizza, which is Detroit style India's first Detroit style pizza. Again, the big zest. We not only send out when when a client calls me, I'm not like just calling up and saying that okay, this is a master menu. You select what you want. We go deep into curating it. What's the occasion, age group. uh we also do decor uh we take care of your bar we have like so it's a full full blown event management correct yeah. thing would that experience be extremely different than running a central kitchen and a food brand so honestly since anand has come he takes care of the food okay. i look into everything that i always like doing which is uh from customer service 
to doing events making sure that the client is happy so i think right now i'm in such a happy space that i have a partner who really supports the back end and then i can take care of the front end you know which i never had uh when i started pack up because everything was from home right mm. and i was going out and seeing what other people are doing but people at home were not understanding what this boy really wants to do so i think having him on board uh we we started this wo mama hospitality started about one and a half year back okay so it's been great from there on uh we did an amazing season of diwali with the big zest like i would people, imagine yeah ஒருத்தர்ட்டி <laughs> <laughs> it was that bad mm. uh but me being me was so passionate about what i'm doing just had to hustle and push through and then just take this call of getting anand as my partner and then joining all the companies together so yeah i mean it's been so i think finding a business partner is one of the you know toughest things so I, my my joke is you know finding your spouse and business partner equally equally hard and uh with if if that decision goes wrong your entire professional journey can go into the shitter because every day 8 10 12 hours a day you're working with somebody who doesn't agree with you on everything or whatever there's there's so much friction while friction is important i think having that very clear demarcation of who looks after what right so i've seen so many successful partnerships and one of those basic lines which i've seen drawn is it's very clear that okay hey partner one will look at this partner two will look at this partner three will look at this other people can always suggest you know you can do this but finally if it's your domain you take the final call do you all have something similar in your case or how does it work mm, yeah so just before me and anand signed the papers i was i have already gone through a bad partnership uh so i wasn't sure a lot of family asked me questions do you still want to have another partner uh and stuff like that but what i saw in anand is that uh he he always communicated with me so if he had an issue uh if he wanted to talk about something uh while we were doing the ran biryani so because he was not my partner right he came as a chef was collaborating mm. with me it was my space rent was ours everything was ours so that time it was really different but even while that time he was communicating with the staff he was communicating with me which i was really bad that time you know especially during partnership i didn't communicate that well so i think right now the comfort is like you said it's he takes care of the kitchen the back end the operations and i take care of everything front from client service uh this, there are days where we do have our differences but um, i think that's what till now we've been strong and good yes nice. so uh, i do a lot of mentoring for startups and uh, the funny thing is anytime we work with if i've done any can mentoring session with partners more than the business and especially the first one two sessions more than the business we actually land up discussing 
the partner's equations, it almost becomes like therapy. Correct. Right. So uh, uh, one of them actually said, "Hey, instead of calling mentoring session, just call it founder therapy." You know, it will. No, like, you know, how many idea. more will come to you? <laughs> I said, "I don't want to become a therapist," but. <laughs> Uh, uh, while obviously that's a very valid thing, and I said if you need therapy, go to a profession. Yeah, right. I'm good at business, but what I realized is getting those differences worked out, getting everybody in sync. Uh, let it be partners, let it be your leadership team. See, as you grow, you'll also have leadership teams almost like your partners, right? Correct. I mean, they're handling entire verticals for you. Uh, having that sync is so important, right? That everyone understands the bigger vision and everyone is doing their best. May not be always hundred percent accurate all the time, but everyone is doing it with the best intent. Is you know so so crucial. Uh, coming here, you said, hey, you know what, you're doing a biryani brand. What is a five-year vision that you have for? What is the company called? You said, Wo Mama. Wo Mama. So, what is your five-year vision for Wo Mama? Uh, so honestly, looking at the whole online space right now, uh, we've taken a backseat for. Uh, Pakpao and Rocketman in terms of expanding even into multiple kitchens. Though we have a lot of support from uh, dark kitchens that give you space to share mm-hmm. and use their equipments and you know their technology. They do end to end service. You just have to supply the food to them and they they take care of everything else. Uh, but six months back, me and Anand spoke about you know what? Let's just let this year get over. Okay, it's been a great year. Uh, we are happy uh, with everything that's happening in terms of targets. In terms of, uh, we 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 really deep into making sure that every experience is a great experience. Uh, though at Rocketman we did face a lot of issues with the delivery mod, like you know, Swiggy Zomato sending ultra pizzas. Like I've I've had photos where literally the box has gone ultra. Uh, delivery boy is not coming with hot bags. Pizza getting fully mm-hmm. soggy. Um, so what we realize is that let's not go crazy in opening more outlets because I wouldn't say I'm scared after what happened to me uh, after COVID or during COVID, but I would just say I'm more just in this happy zone where okay, fine, this is what I'm happy doing. It will scale. It, these are products that need to be scaled. They will be scaled, but in its time. So this year we've me and Anand decided that we'll concentrate on. The product, Bandra is doing extremely well. The radius has increased. People are eating backup and Andheri also. Um, and Big Zest is something that we're looking going deep into big, like a really, really big way. Uh, reason wise, we don't have Swiggy Zomato, thank God. Uh, <laughs> we we we're positioning ourselves in the high end category. Okay, we don't do anything up up. Per plate starts at around three thousand rupees. Uh, we just did a gig in Surat. I wouldn't call it a gig, but it was a proper three-day catering that we did in Surat wow. about two months back. Mm. Uh, and we did a sit-down dinner for twenty-seven people, mm. and that per plate was about twelve thousand rupees a person, right? So me and Anand decided that we want to position ourselves. He's nice. great at his food. Mm-hmm. He's got great experience. Uh, and what makes me happy is that if someone is paying that money and they're liking the food, then we deserve to get paid that much. Of course. Right? 100%. And, uh, so, I got to learn a lot from Anand, honestly. Uh, so, now it's now the whole idea is that we have a centralized kitchen. Mm. We want to make use of that space. So, that's why the Briyani brand. Uh, 
because we did that ran biryani and people liked it we're using the same product but in different meats chicken mutton mm. veggies mm. and stuff like that so that's why the biryani brand but the whole focus is going to be on the big zest especially the biggest fastest growing it has been the fastest growing in the last 6 months and i'm assuming majority of your revenue would also be coming from correct there. it has but it also is going to be in spurts it's not going to be every day your five five events i mean so it's not going to be fully because mm. every day i agree uh i do agree with that but when it comes to you know we we still like i pick up every call uh, for the catering for mm. the catering company and i speak to people who are doing birthdays and events mm. and store openings so there are a lot of different channels that mm. you can mm. do mm. uh in terms of for the catering space mm. it's mm. obviously a very very big market there's so many people who do it uh and there are so many good people who've been there for like 12 years 13 years in the business and stuff like that but where we where where we want to concentrate right now is the big zest for sure um and hopefully 2024 if we see that there's going to be some support from the online partners uh if this whole delivery model changes in the next one one and a half year then it makes sense scaling right because we are self funded mm. we we've not picked up money from anybody um and me and anand both are in no hurry to really open there's no use opening outlets just to show and we never both of us are not really in keen of picking up money from outside right now so i don't think so um if you ask me what's the vision in the next 5 years for womama hospitality i would say we are working on something big but uh, we're not in any hurry i think most startup founders have this thing in their mind that we have to raise around what they don't understand is what kind of pressure that brings to the table sometimes it will be uh, the people who come on board can help you but sometimes they will actually push you into directions that you don't want to go into but you have to because they are a majority stakeholder mm-hmm. now or they are in, they have a board seat they have two board seats they have three board seats or they may not give you the next round of money from this and like i i remember talking to a, a close friend of mine who runs a very uh, large company and he had gotten a celebrity on board mm-hmm. and paid a lot I I don't name them, but and when I asked him private time, like, hey, did that pay off? He's like, no chance. I'm like, what do you mean? He said, I said, then why did you do it? He's like, I knew it from the beginning it's not going to pay off. Then like, why did you do it? Board pressure. And and the amount was not small. Yeah. Like when I heard the amount, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like if you had just spent that on PPC, like marketing, performance marketing, you would have yeah. gotten how much? So he was like, you're right. I know that. <laughs> Try telling my board that, <laughs> right? So, uh, when you bootstrap. you get a lot of freedom and if the business model you're creating creates free flowing cash anyways and if the growth that you need doesn't require like a 5 crore tomorrow you don't need to raise money and if you have that model clear you'll never need to raise money you'll be able to grow just on your business you'll be able to grow organic you'll be able to grow fast enough organically mm-hmm. you always don't need funds do you think your business that needs a like tomorrow if you had 5 crores extra would you do something very different uh so i was very dis- desperate to pick up money okay. like desperate <laughs> when when i started pack up our the vision was uh you know people used to come and say you could be the next mcdonald's such a great product it's so fast you can scale it you can be at every petrol pump you can be at every station airports all of that so um i must have met about 60 investors overall wow yeah, okay some corporate some 
family, mm. some people who have extra money. Uh, and for some reason, I never got a good vibe when I met. Just the conversation was not in the same sync. Uh, I also had a lot of friends who've raised money, prop shop raised money. Mm. And I always heard that, do you want a gun on your head? Do you want pressure? <laughs> and I'm not that kind of person. I don't like working that way, personally. So, uh, yeah, but I did meet a lot of investors. And I was all over the place, I would say, 2019, then COVID, 2021, when the two outlets shut. And then finally, I decided that, hey, there is no hurry for anything. Just be patient. And then I didn't pick up the phone and call up anybody. I used to pick up the phone literally in a week, three people. Would you like to meet? Because, you you know, you're meeting people. They're saying, you have a great product. Come meet me at my office. <clears throat> oh, you have a great product. Come meet me there. And I've had some funny investor meetings. <laughs> I've had like uh, a meeting at the radio club in Kolaba where the whole, that group of investors, again, I won't name people. Uh, even I enjoy drinking, but they were drunk. And I was like, wow, this is interesting. <laughs> I remember just getting out of radio uh, club and go to Badeamia and just sitting in the car and eating a roll. I was like, okay, this is not my scene. Uh, we did get uh, a call from Jubilant Food uh, in 2020. This was in Feb. Mm. And that really excited me mm. uh, because they come with experience, Domino's being such a big brand. Uh, again, my idea was never, money was never a problem. My problem was uh, how do I scale and how do I scale right? And I'm sure they've made multiple mistakes as well opening dominoes but i was in a position where i could say okay fine this is someone that i would like to work with i'm sure there would be crazy pressure on me jubilant being such a big company and in march we hit covid so i remember uh, booking tickets to delhi with my uh, accounts team just to share some numbers and i just got a random call like first i got an email then i got a call and they were really like Come tomorrow, you know. Uh, even if your numbers are not in place, just come tomorrow. But unfortunately, we hit COVID in March. So, I did email them back in um, December 2020. Just, it was really like, hey, hope you guys are good. Hope all your outlets are open. <laughs> and all. I didn't get a reply <laughs> from them. And uh, I'm sure they, I mean... Running so many outlets during COVID, of course. Uh, opening, shutting again, operations, government issues. So I'm sure they must be in their own. This, but yeah, that email still feels good in the mailbox. So, uh, with a lot of these large companies, what they're realizing is they need to now start diversifying, right? So if you see even Coca Cola's all the new bets, none of them are in fizzy drinks. Correct. They're all in organic thing, teas, this, that, and the other, right? Uh, I remember uh, Coke was uh, very keen on raw plasticity, hmm. but they needed to go a little bigger, right? And uh, with all these companies, what happens is they open a fund and then they have like, okay, 60 days, 90 days, 120 days to deploy that fund. Correct. Hence, they will be like, guys, come. Like, you know, if they if they like you, they'll be like, then they don't waste time. Because they're not like a private equity thing. It's not, they don't have a, like a one, two year horizon. They, they have a... Uh, a lot of other targets, pressures. Uh, so right now, uh, there's a fun little uh, collaboration that Mondelez mm -hmm. did with a company called Huddle, which is a, a firm out of Delhi. And they wanted to invest in future of snacking. 
Okay. So they picked up five snack brands, uh, mentored them for over 12 weeks, gave them some funding with the hope that, hey, if you, I mean, obviously they can't pick them up at the stage they're at, but like they're pre, uh, you know, like seed level, seed capital. And, uh, but that the idea was mentor them to a point that, hey, when you become bigger, we're watching you, we're going to help you get there unofficially, not officially as monetized, but hey, through our network of mentors and all, we'll help you get there. And when you get to a certain size, we would want the first right to right. buy you, kind of. Yeah. So that acquisition model is becoming more and more common in food, which wasn't the case a few years ago. Yeah. Right. So that long game that a lot of brands have started playing. So don't be surprised if again somebody like Jubilant reaches out to you, saying that they may not look at an acquisition directly, but they may look at, hey, here's some seed fund, here are some ideas, use our network, okay. get bigger, then we acquire you, and then we, you know, yeah. scale. That's one of the reasons why me and Anand have been really patient. You know, uh, like I said again, money has never been a, a problem. Also, running it, uh, not like having 10 outlets, paying 10 uh, outlets, rent, electricity, salaries, all of that stress really fell out of my head when I put my foot down and I said, there is no hurry. It's perfectly fine to open, close and, you know, do more, more, uh, more brands also, because you see like uh, today, if you see your cloud kitchens, everyone is running multiple brands. You know, you cannot survive running one brand just doing delivery. So the Indian kitchen will do your Chinese. Uh, he'll also start a Sindhi kitchen brand. He'll also do rolls, wraps, because he's got the infrastructure and you have Swiggy Zomato that is so easy to approach to in two minutes, you're live, mm. your license come in and you're ready because mm. it's one kitchen, you're just multiplying it. Correct. But yeah, uh, picking up money was something that really was exciting me at, at a point where like I said, 60, 70 investors easily. I did one reality show uh, called Grilled where oh, uh, Riyaz sir was there. Okay. Uh, there was uh, Vishal Dadlani and Sara who were the <laughs> quite an interesting show. But yeah, that was also again raising money. Huh. So I did everything thinking that I will raise money. But actually, I'm really happy now that I that didn't pick up. So uh, shows like Grilled, shows like Shark Tank. I think are less about why they make it look like it's about raising money. I think exposure is one. More people come to know about you. But preparing yourself to go in front of a camera on a live audience. Or I don't know if it's a live audience or not. I think there's a live audience. No, there's, there's, no, there's no live audience. But then, you know, going on national television, <laughs> being grilled, I think that prepares you in a certain way, which I think is fantastic. I've met a lot of folks who've gone on Shark Tank and they're like the experience. Before we go there, the amount of prep we have to do, once we are there, you know, how do you handle these guys? And that being televised nationally, the kind of pressure that has is different and the kind of things you learn. And of course, if somebody lines up partnering with you, it's a whole different, right. you know, whole different ball game. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like I have two cameras on me right now. I had about some 12 cameras on then. <laughs> and, uh, We had walkie-talkies, so they could hear everything that we were talking, even in the vanity van, which was quite crazy. Oh. It was, yeah. Uh, was there a camera there also? Like No, no, there was no camera there. But we, uh, we had to have a uh, walkie-talkies yeah. on throughout at least those 12-13 hours that we were shooting. Uh, the experience was great. Uh, I got to meet a lot of fun people from the food space. Mm. Uh, would I do a reality show again? Never. <laughs> Never. I'm sorry, but... Once uh, in a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I said, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, uh, talking that. about people in your space, a lot of your f food founder friends are in the similar space as you. Bhakti would be in a similar space to you, right? 
so do you look at her as a competitor or is she just a friend or how, how does how is that equation work no it's crazy actually bhakti started pack up for me i used <laughs> yeah so uh, and she was really supportive she actually started pack i did she was curating woodhouse gym khana uh, the beer festival mm. tap and um, that's how pack up started and she gave me equipments she gave me staffing uh, yeah so i wouldn't i wouldn't ever okay. say she's competition at all uh, i mean i did not know this yeah i've interviewed her she's, she's i mean this never got mentioned yeah, but she that is pretty cool yeah she helped me a lot when we started pack up so i wouldn't i mean you know it's you once you you you're there at an event everything is nice fun and i come from a space where i try avoiding talking about work especially when i'm at these events and stuff like that so i think it's uh, i wouldn't say competition especially with the core people that i know from the food space but yeah i mean we are all in the similar space i hope we all reach where we are but is that also helpful because you'll also share so many similar problems so i'm very sure that that ecosystem helps you you know bounce off ideas like how do you deal with this licensing issue how do you deal with this correct so that help you know when i started pack up uh yes bhakti did help me a lot <clears throat> but i didn't i didn't go out reaching out to people finding out about how do i get a license how do i figure out branding how do i figure out the overall business right because i've, n- I've never done something by myself it was dad's business first then prop shop having four partners divided work so it was my responsibility to do something but this was everything under me from marketing pr mm-hmm. selling the product innovating the product everything so i didn't go out reaching out to people from the food space uh which i feel good i didn't do that because they can help you but then there's always expectations and stuff like that so i wouldn't say i've gone out for help but whenever there was something important whoever i reached out to did really help and uh like i said you know uh, abhakti really helped me um you know i know chef sifa and karan from sifa where it just a call away chef i need this and uh, so i think uh, there there is a community but then like you know it's business in the end of the day correct so when you walk out of that that room you're a different person when you walk into that room you're a different person so i, I at least i believe in that and then uh, wherever it takes you yeah, so nice so uh, my last question to you is what advice would you give somebody who wants to enter the food space Hmm. So I would say do not get scared. Okay. Right? Uh, a lot has changed since 2014. Hmm. Uh every day you get to learn. So I would say s- still start small. Uh that that's one advice I would give everybody. Hmm. Start small. Uh try feeding homnia or people you can make sure they pay for it and not free. Uh that's how you'll also feel encouraged uh i've had people coming to my door to pick up food and pay me through the day so i don't think so that will ever change nice. uh, we saw that in covid mm. where from your top restaurants co-founders people who were funded were putting up things on instagram that they were driving mm. just to show that i am doing the delivery fair enough it's, it's it's great but my only advice is like do all of that mm. You know, don't show you doing it do yeah, it do it just just go out there put yourself out there um i would say friends and family networking is very important because you may have a great product but there is so much clutter right now that it's impossible to reach you've seen how instagram works um 
PR companies are expensive. Uh, I don't know if you get the right, if you meet the right people. I was really lucky to meet the right people. So I would say start small, uh, meet the right people, see who your crowd is, what they like, uh, then go into opening something. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and I would say, again, avoid opening a delivery kitchen till Sugi Zomato is not still going to support. They're not supporting you. It's in simple words. It's, it's <laughs> we win, we win, we win. It's never the restaurant. It's not a, we all win together correct, kind correct. of. Correct. So Got it. I mean, it's it's tough. It's it's tough. I mean, I'm finding it tough even now dealing with the online space, right? But uh, my only advice, keeping it simple, is start small. Don't feel don't feel scared of doing it. If you believe in the product, do it. Stick to it. I would say. Do it for three years. Do it for four years. I had people coming and telling me to uh, pack a roll, to pack a box, to pack a rice, to pack a this. And I was like, listen, I'm going to be all over the place. For four years, five years, I didn't even think of doing anything but just making sure Packer Power reaches the right people. Uh, yes, I did make a lot of money when I was doing events, pop-ups. The stores made money. Not like we were always uh, in, in, a, mm. in a minus. Mm. But again, I would say keep it simple, small, uh, meet the right people. Nice. Yeah. So now the, my last thought is after talking so much about food, I'm extremely hungry. And, uh, does Packer Power deliver in Lower Parel? Uh, Packer Power delivers in Lower Parel. And since uh, you have a business that <laughs> looks into health, uh, water, we actually started a brand called Packer Power Heat and Eat during mm. covid nice uh so we sell frozen kebabs okay through pakapau mm. uh, all over bombay pune goa nice uh, that that was uh the innovation that we did in uh covid where mm. we had a food technologist who came on board she got us a water license i still don't remember who did all of this <laughs> i don't know which brand did it because when i read your brand name on the email and i went all to all my old emails, I was like, no, these guys didn't uh, uh, look into uh, health and water. And, you know, there was so much I got to learn because she changed the whole look and feel of the kitchen. Like I had my boys wearing, uh, you know, these legs, leg shoe, shoe, net yeah, shoes. Shoe. Uh, there was a little water. It's still there. There's like a little water thing. You put your feet, walk in and a lot changed. And I, and I invested that during COVID because I saw a demand of people just ordering the heat and eat and that time it was called pack a pow by the kg mm. okay just hustling Damn. yeah got okay. the branding got the licenses uh, i was thinking to go to all the nature's basket and all. i didn't do any of that again so uh, ron thanks a lot for sharing so much about your journey uh, you. every time i meet founders uh, it acts as a source of motivation uh, I'll end up learning one, two, three, five new things uh, about companies, about how they innovate, how they grow, how they scale, how they raise funds or how they don't raise funds and the importance of sometimes not raising funds. So that was a very, uh, I'm, I'm very, so the two strong takeaways I got, one was, hey, you know what, you don't need money to scale. Two, you don't all, I mean, there while the online platforms may do something good for you, you have to be kind of wary of it because uh, the, margins that they eat away you may not be left with anything correct
and so I think yeah, that was I mean I'm, I definitely want to double tap on that and explore more of you know how people can use it to scale. But maybe that's for a different session. So Ron, yeah. thanks a lot for coming Thank in. Uh, I think you guys are doing a fantastic job, Thank and you. I've been a big fan of Packer Power. Every chance I've gotten, seen it at any you know I, whenever I seen pop ups, that's my default uh, choice. Love the flavors. I you know, love the innovations that you've got with. So I've always seen newer and newer innovations why you have some standard ones. Yeah. Every pop-up, I would see something different, right? So that was always exciting. Um, thanks a lot for coming in. Thank and I, I'm I'm hoping our listeners are going to get a lot of advice yeah, and a lot of inspiration from you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you.